Welcome to the Trap Shooters United podcast. I am your host and owner, Joe Brumfield. I created this to help share, showcase, and support this amazing sport by talking to shooters, vendors, parents, and companies. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Trap Shooters United or like us on Facebook. This episode is fueled by Bioki, high-quality ammunition manufactured right in the heart of America with locations in Ozark, Missouri and Little Rock, Arkansas. I choose Fioki because it's loaded in the USA and has extremely light recoil while still crushing targets. But you made me think it to yourself, Joe, why should I believe you? You're just a mediocre weekend shooter. And you know what? Point taken. Let me find someone with a lot more credibility. Hey everyone, this is Shelby Skaggs, ATA All-American, Oklahoma Trap Shooting Hall of Fame member. In our sport, being consistent is the key to success. Fioki's line of shotgun ammunition is second to none in this regard. Proven by my 772 straight in the singles competition during the 2022 Grand American, experience the Fioki difference. If you're like me, customer service is at the top of the list when it comes to buying anything. Combine that with the lowest prices and highest trade-in values, Michael Gooch with Indiana Gun Club is without question the number one choice for your next gun. With one of the largest new and used inventory selections in the country, Indiana Gun Club will have the right gun for you. If you're looking to buy your first competition gun, upgrade out of your current gun, or just simply wanting to add to your collection, Michael Gooch provides a five-star experience every step of the way. Give Michael a call at 317-502-2675 or send an email to gotgunguy43 at yahoo.com. I've personally purchased two guns from Michael and I guarantee you're going to be treated right. Welcome to episode 48 of the Trap Shooters United podcast. Joining me today is an ATA All-American with over 140,000 registered targets to date, Ziggy Zachenko. Did I did I do that right? Welcome to the show. That's actually pretty close, but uh, it starts with a T, so Tkachenko. Gotcha. Next time I'll get it. I'll get it a hundred percent. That'll work. I'll hold you to it. Let's kick it off with a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from? Uh, kind of what your what your prior uh, military experience was. What you're doing now. That sort of stuff. Well, let's see. So I started out, um, I used to live up in Northern Illinois most of my life. And then in uh, 2006, I sold my house in uh, Northern Illinois and I moved to Southern Illinois. And um, I lived in a little town called Texaco, which is probably about an hour and 15 minutes away from Sparta. And... um, Kind of what happened was uh, I used to travel around the country doing wheelchair bowling tournaments. I've had I've had many different um, wheelchair athletic endeavors along the way, and um, when I got down to Southern Illinois, actually I was coaching. You know, it's an assistant high school bowling coach for a while, but then I decided that uh, it was time to start moving to doing something outdoors because my access to the bowling centers like I had up in Northern Illinois weren't uh, as plentiful. So what I did was I uh, took up, decided it was trap shooting was going to be the next thing. So I wasn't as sharp as I used to be in bowling. So that's kind of where I was at. So 
as far as the military, I, uh, I, I did my military, uh, I did my basic training at Fort Leonard Wood um, from April, from April, I think it was the 13th to, it was July, it was 13 weeks, one station unit training at Fort Leonard Wood, and I currently live about 40 miles from there now, um, and I was a combat engineer in the Army, I was stationed in Germany, um, until I got hurt uh, at the end of uh, 89, and I got retired in April uh, the following year from the military. Gotcha. Uh, wh- how, how did you get hurt? It was a train accident. that I was, uh, I was going to get on a train, and the doors closed on me and took me for just a little bit of a drag. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you so since since basically eighty nine or ninety then you you've been uh, in a in a wheelchair. Yes, gotcha. I'm a T twelve L one incomplete paraplegic. Gotcha. Now bowling, can you compare bowling to the world of trap shooting? Um, is there any 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 correlation mentally or actually? I'll... It's 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 similar in the certain in, in the sense that it's an individual sport, and the only thing you should do is concentrate on what you're doing, because if you're going to worry about what everybody else is doing, uh, you will totally blow what you've got going on. I used to I used to have a guy, um, so I, I I think my highest average I ever had from you know when I was in a chair was like two oh one. And I was in a bowling tournament in Las Vegas one time, and there's this one guy. He was pretty hot headed, and um, I threw the I threw the front six strikes on him, and he started throwing things around, got mad and stuff like that. And he would he would literally come from five, six, seven lanes away to find out what I was doing, and it didn't to me it didn't matter what he was doing because it it had nothing to do with what I was doing. I had to I still had to do my thing yeah so if i get wrapped up in somebody else's stuff then i'm not going to do what i'm supposed to be doing yep absolutely just focus on on you i mean and what everybody says if if you if you break all the targets nobody can beat you you know that's exactly it's it's the same thing in bowling you throw all the strikes fill your frames you will you know you will come out ahead more times than not so two two oh one average in bowling is is pretty good in my book i I, I count it as a good day if I break a hundred. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've had five seven hundreds from a chair. I've had I had a I had a four game set one time at a tournament in Virginia Beach. I rolled nine seventy for four games. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I had, I had I was hot. So nine seventy does that explain the whole bowling scoring? I know three hundred is a perfect game. Do you have any three hundreds? I no, I do not. I do not have a sanctioned. 300 i've shot i've thrown them in practice uh yep. the 278 is my highest sanctioned and that was i won the florida state scratch tournament one year and i had a pocket 810 and then i threw the 11 off the sheet for 278 so explain 970 then do you do you go what four rounds or well in in virginia beach the way they did their tournament you rolled four games a set so I had I had not one open frame in four games, and I think I had seven twenty eight for the first three games. So you figure uh, whatever brought me up to nine seventy. Yep. So yeah, I I was pretty good, just shy of two fifty average for four games. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's pretty good to me. I was crushing them. <laughs> 
Now, transitioning into shooting, you said you wanted to find something that's more outdoorsy. What what actually got you into trap shooting? Um, I was so when I lived in Northern Illinois, um, one of the directors. Well, he's he's currently a director in. uh, for, for Illinois, his name is Pat Haskins. We used to talk all the time about trap shooting. And then when I moved down there, he, I knew he was coming down to Sparta one time. So I got a hold of him and, uh, went down there, started looking at guns. And then also I started getting involved with, uh, I, I made an effort to start getting involved with the paralyzed veterans of America because they have a trap shooting circuit. And so I started shooting in at, you know, with the paralyzed veterans of America, like in 2009, a little bit in 2008, 2009, and then a little bit in 2010. And I started backing away from that because a lot of their stuff would overlap all the big shoots I decided I was going to start going to. Yep. So I decided that I liked it so much that I want to start hitting all the big, go to all the big shoots. Yep. Uh, shooting year to date, where, where have you been so far this target year? And what are some of your, you know, kind of highlights um, that you've that you've done this year so far. Okay, so this year, this year's gonna, this year's kind of like one of my tough years. We've had uh, we've had some family issues going on. So basically, for the target year this year, I've had uh, I shot the uh, Missouri Fall Handicap, mm-hmm. Missouri State, Illinois, and it's probably gonna be the Grand, and then it's gonna be Missouri Fall Handicap. Um, yep. we've, we've had some, we've had some family issues this year that, uh, are going to kind of like hinder some of my travel this year. So I'm hoping to be able to be at the grand for the whole thing. And July, normally, normally in July, I love going to Iowa and Wisconsin. And right now mm-hmm. it's not looking real good that I'll get there this year. Gotcha. Now, how close do you live to Sparta and the MTA? Uh, MTA is like 20 minutes away from me. It's like 15, 16 miles. Sparta is probably four hours. Okay. So just, so anything in Missouri is just like a little hop, skip and jump away. Correct. I I shoot leagues there on, uh, I shoot two leagues on Thursdays there right now. Now what, what's been your gun progression? What did you start shooting with? And then kind of go into what you're shooting now. Well, when I first started, I uh, actually had a Beretta 391 Technus Sporting. And then when I got involved with the PVA side of things, um, one of the gentlemen on our squad uh, from Indiana, Jay Cox, uh, we started talking about Kohler. And then uh, I actually tried one of his Kohlers. And then Pat and I... In 2008, when I went down to the Grand, kind of looking, trying to get trying to get set up and start moving forward on it, I ended up buying a Kohler combo, and I shot that up until 2016. And then uh, Dennis Devault had offered me an opportunity to shoot for him, and uh, I, I I think I had the last gun out of his shop in 2016. And that gun actually, um, my it was, it was a Devault. He couldn't call it an Infinity anymore. Mm-hmm. And that gun um, actually took me uh, a lot farther. Maybe I don't know if it was just maybe the top single agreed with me better than the unsingle. Yep. But 
uh, overall, I'm, that's when I started breaking, you know, a lot more consistent scores. Maybe it's a combination of stock and top single. But uh, I started shooting better scores. I broke my first 100 with it in, in Iowa. And two weeks later, broke my next one at the Grand. And then uh, that same that same Grand, I broke back-to-back 96s to put me at the 27-yard line. Yep. So – Are you still shooting that same? No. So um, – Dennis passed away uh, that same year in December um, mm-hmm. in 2016, and I shot it for a couple, two, three more years, something like that. And uh, you know, I started you know, every once in a while. You, you know, with with any any gun, you're going to have some mechanical issues or maybe part breakage or whatever. And yep. the problem was with Dennis being gone, uh, access to parts was going to be tough. So then yep. I decided, well, it's time to start start venturing outside the box, looking for something else where there's some kind of support parts wise. Mm-hmm. So then I've tried I've tried different things along the way. I've tried uh, well, I, I bought a Parazi combo and that I shot that for a full season. I did well with it. And then I uh, had uh, I also had an Alferman top single, and then uh, actually two years ago at the Grand, I stumbled into a Silver Sights yep. titanium top single, and that gun just absolutely agrees with me right now. So I, I I'm breaking you know I think I'm breaking some pretty darn good scores with it. I'm liking it a lot. I broke a 98 at the Grand last year from the 27 yard line. I actually kind of surprised myself for that. Well, the sights was probably the closest thing as far as feel goes to the Deval. Um, it's it's probably pretty close, but um, this gun, you know, this gun points probably as good as my Parazi, and you know, the Deval guns point great too. So, you know, fast, you know, I was already kind of used to the fast trigger, the fast lock times with the uh, Deval and the sights and the Alfermans. So they just agree with me. that style agrees with me well. I just, I actually just got a, got a sights about a month or so ago and kind of the same thing. I I ran my first hundred with it like two weeks after getting it. I broke a 97 from the 25 to put me on the 26 and it's, it's just, it's just the gun. It's just, you just, you just know, I guess. They just point. It's, it's unreal that, yeah, they're, they are a very nice gun. Did you get a, uh. Did you get a, uh, a stainless receiver? Or did you get a uh, titanium? I got, I got the stainless. So yeah, when I, the one that I I happen to find this one at the at, at the Grand, and it's um, it's got the titanium receiver, black titanium receiver. So it's black and gold accents. So to me, that's yeah. like army colors. I'm good with that. that well, that's what I have. That, that that's my favorite. I have the black receiver with the gold trigger, and like that's that's exactly what I would want. Yep, that's where I'm at, and I've got like the I got a it's got the like soft touch recoil system in it, and just mm-hmm. it just shoots thirty five inch <laughs> barrel and points fast. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, do, do you have fixed chokes or do you have Wilkinson in it? Fixed, fixed. I'm I'm all about the fixed chokes right now. Um, so I like when I had my Parazi when I first got it, I sent it off to have Terry Aller tune the uh, barrels. Yep, and then uh, I got to the point where. I, I actually anything I have right now I have all fixed tubes because I uh, fixed chokes because I don't ever want that to be something I have to second guess. 
Yep. There's no second guessing. I've got the right choke tube because that's what it is. <laughs> now, what what are you shooting for doubles then? Uh, right now, my Parazzi uh, MX2000. Okay. Gotcha. So you didn't. So you didn't get rid of the Parazzi. Nope, not at all. I, I plan on keeping that one for a while. And now, what you have fixed chokes in that as well? I assume. Yes. Um, what do you know? What uh, measurements are in those? If I remember correctly, off the top of my head, it's like a nineteen on the bottom for the uh, over under, and it's like if I uh, twenty eight. I, I think it's somewhere around like twenty eight because it carries. I think carries uh, are pretty much similar across the board. They're usually like 19, 28, somewhere in there. And then it's like yep. full full on the top, you know, if you go with the uh, top single barrel. Yep, they, absolutely. They hammer targets too. Whatever he does, he does a darn good job on them. <laughs> now, where are you whole? Are you a one-eyed or, one or two-eyed? I'm a two-eyed shooter. Two-eyed. Where, where are you holding on each discipline? In relation to the trap house, so you so I, I probably will blow some people's minds. I do things a lot different because sometimes I find it harder to catch up to a target. Yeah. So, like I'm post one, I'm post one, post five. I'm probably holding outside the house some. Yep. To allow me the opportunity to you know make a, a quicker move to a hard angle. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is usually pretty pretty textbook between you know uh, two three and four, and yep. you know I hold a I hold a high gun too. You you probably almost have to hold a high gun, right? Yeah, I don't yeah you know, I don't do real well you know um, chasing targets up, so I, I kind of like to start there, and then you know what I'll do is I'll you know if I'm having issues like wind or whatever, you know I can adjust or kind of read the wind a little bit and make little adjustments along the way. I'm sure everybody does that. Now, what would you say is the the biggest hurdle for you? Obviously, you're shooting from a chair, and me standing up, it's you know I, I can move with my with my feet and knees a little bit. Is, is moving you know side to side a biggest hurdle, or is it like more of an up and down? I'm trying to I'm trying to you know think about how I would do it. I would say the big, uh, the biggest thing is chair position. So it's kind of like, it's like your, you know, your foot position. So chair position is absolutely critical because if I, if I am say on post five and I'm too straight, I'm going to get, I'm going to be all bound up trying to go to that right hand target and I might run out of room. So you have to make sure you have plenty, but you still need, you know, you're going to have plenty of room swinging to the left, but you need to make sure you can easily get to that right. So chair position is so critical. Yep. So you're, are you right-handed? I'm right-handed. Yes. Okay. So on, let's kind of go through each post. So on post one, are you, your, your chair, is it more pointed Kind of basically straight or just kind of canted to the right a little bit? I'm canted to the right just a little bit so I don't get bound up too much. And I can, you know, you kind of know, you kind of know the angle that that the heart that the right hand target is going to come out at. So then after that, everything is pretty much geared towards going for that, you know, hard angle left. Yeah. And then each time you kind of each post you move over, do you kind of just angle it just a little bit more? Just change it a little bit. Yes. Yeah. 
So it's yep. basically what I, what I would do with my feet. You're just kind of angling the, the chair, you know, d- doing the same thing. Absolutely. Yep. Now on on doubles, you're probably playing that second bird more, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think for most everything, usually you're setting up for the second shot. Yep. Because, you know, the first shot and the first bird's a given. Yep. You you basically know where that target's coming at. So I hold a high gun, so I'm looking for an area where that where that target's crossing the plane. And then I'm also allowing for, you know, traps walk some. You know, you'll get you get some target walk. You'll see them chain, you know. If you watch targets hard enough, you'll see that, you know, sometimes a target will come out in one spot and next time it'll be like six inches left or mm-hmm. so usually I'll try to hold to the wide side. Yep. And I usually hit that first one pretty quick. And what I'll do is um, the Jackie Jackie Snellenberger caught this at once at one of the um, uh, – it was a central zone shoot when I lived in Illinois. I was over at uh, Bunker Hill. And she said, you know, you need to open up your – you need to open up a little bit and whatever. So what I did, you know, being that I'm, I have a lot more mobility than, say, a full, you know, a, a complete paraplegic – I'm able. I was able to like kind of turn my chair so it's like so I'm like kind of winding up into it. So I'm like yep. a little tighter on that first shot, but I can really turn into the second shot quicker. Yeah, makes it kind of a more natural kind of carry the carry the recoil into that second one. Yeah, kind of, kind of my kind of like like uncoiling, like, you know, kind of like being a spring decompressing, you know, just yep. kind of being able to wind into it. Absolutely. Now you mentioned this year is a little bit less um, less travel wise, but on a on a typical year, um, how many shoots are you hitting? Are you hitting you know seven, eight, nine shoots? And what's your kind of travel um, routine? Like, are you, do you have a camper? Are you Airbnb in hoteling? Well, I've got a motorhome. I've got a forty foot diesel pusher, mm-hmm. and normally, what I would do is I, you know, do the U.S. Open. I do Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio, Illinois State, Missouri uh, State shoot, fall handicap. Uh, I used to do the Central Zone when I lived in when I lived in that zone, and then uh, you know, uh, I've gone to Pennsylvania. You know, the, during COVID, I went to PA because Illinois shut down. Yeah. Um, normally, those those would be the ones I'd go to. So, and, you know, every once in you know, I've been to Kentucky once. Um, you know, it just, it varies. You know, I got, I got kids that are getting a little older, too, so I'm trying to do a little more with them. You know, my son's playing baseball and... Yep. So trying get to get all the activities to go to. Yep. Trying to trying to be there to help you know support him on his stuff too. You know, only have so much time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but this this year we've had we've had we've had some setbacks so around here with some other things. So gotcha. Um, where is your all time favorite place to shoot? All time favorite. Yep. Iowa. Iowa. Iowa State shoot is by far uh, the most fun shoot. I, I it just you know uh, the people there, the background there, the target. The, uh, there used to be a Vietnam vet that used to set the targets every morning there, and to w- watch him every morning when he was out there setting targets, he was out there with a T and a radar gun, and he set the most awesome targets, and. 
and just like I said, just great, great background, great targets and great people there. Now, is there anywhere that you have not been that you would like to go visit and shoot? Yes. I want to go to Spanish Forks and I also want to go down to uh, uh, Vernal. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty yeah. much on everybody's bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the other thing that, you know, in the past, you know, I haven't gone the last couple of years, but uh, I had been going down to like the spring grand and the autumn grand down in Tucson as well. Yep. Yep. Have you have you gone down to Florida? No, I have not been to Florida and I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll have any time to get there anytime soon. Yep. Um, I understand which- it's pretty tough, though. What's that? I understand it's pretty tough. Yeah. From what I hear and and the scores I've seen, you don't go to Florida to raise your average. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the rumor. (laughs) Now, on a a typical kind of, you know, week-to-week basis, what is your uh, practice routine? Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you right now. um, So I I just moved over here two years ago. So pretty much my practice routine was mm-hmm. big shoots. I didn't, I didn't have time to practice yep. because I was in the process. So I was in the process of trying to sell my house and close on this house and do all that stuff to get over to Missouri two years ago. And then last year I was in the process of getting my mom moved over here. So I, w- I was on the road so much trying to get her moved over and trying to get settled. And then uh, having water pipes split while you're out of town in your new house and water damage <laughs> and and I'm still dealing with that now, you know. So yeah, a year and a half, year and a half, almost a year and a half later, I still have not got the contractors to take care of everything that they're supposed to have done. So I've got all that. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. So right now, basically, all I'm doing is uh, the few big shoots that I've been able to go to, and I'm shooting uh, two leagues, two leagues on Thursdays. Gotcha. Now, comparing like bowling to shooting, can what are you, what are your thoughts on practice pressure versus like event pressure? Uh, you know, I. I so when I when I would practice like like bowling, so when I first started trap shooting, it's kind of the same thing. I, I found like the weak points I had, and I would focus on them. And I would have somebody set it up where like all I would shoot like in bowling, I would shoot at ten pins only. So like when I first started trap shooting, I knew like my weak point was um, hard angles on the corners. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is uh, at one point I used to trade my time to ride a mower, to mow one of the trap clubs, yep. and I'd get my targets free, and I'd sit there and practice, you know, the hard angles. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, like, like I said, like we were talking about earlier on in the interview here, I don't, um, I, I'll get more upset with myself for doing something stupid rather than worrying about what everybody else and not and try not to worry about like pressure issues on stuff like that. Yep. Um, I'm, that's how I am too uh, on practice. Like I, ha- I have a club, I have the keys to, and I'll just go there by myself and I'll just say, if I'm having trouble with something, I was having trouble with r- hard rights from five. So I literally, I t- I shot 75 rounds from post five and until I was comfortable with it. 
I just kind of beat it into into myself there. What did you find that worked for you when you finally got comfortable with it? It it was where I was putting my eyes at in correlation to the barrel, like where I was looking. I was, Mm -hmm. I think I was, I was looking too far kind of down. I needed to look up a little bit more and where I was actually seeing the target instead of seeing the streak. And then when I saw the streak, I would just kind of go and short shoot it versus kind of keeping my eyes up a little bit and seeing the target a little bit later, but seeing a whole target and not jumping at it. Right. Okay. If that, if that makes sense to you. (laughs) I've, I've tried a lot of different things. I finally, I finally kind of narrowed down a formula that's working pretty good for me lately. Now, what about superstitions when shooting? Do you have to put the the round in a certain way? Um, do you carry anything or a lucky rabbit's foot or anything? No. Nope. I've had some weird some weird stuff on here. People people count the shells on the ground. They put the round in a certain way. They have to wear their um, rubber ducky Crocs. Wow. No, no, nothing like that. Nope, not at all. Now, what? Dude, I've had situations where I've had, like, I I had a box of shells that I know that uh, I was, like, four or five shells, like, shy. So I'd grab four or five shells from another box and still go out there and run the trap. So I don't don't get all wrapped up in that. (laughs) So, (laughs) yep. Uh, what about your all-time favorite accomplishment that you that you've achieved? There, there was there's uh, back in 2016. So that was when I first got my Devault gun from Dennis, and uh, it, it was it was kind of funny because like I had to fight with Dennis to do some things on that gun because like the gun was so whippy at first mm-hmm. that I had to have him you know, pour lead in the forearm to get it to the point where it was controllable. And then when he finally listened to me and we got that done, I broke that first hundred straight and then I broke that second hundred straight and then making the 27 yard line at the grand the same year with that gun. I, that, that to me, I, that was probably my favorite accomplishment. Yep. Now I'm hoping to get there this year. I got, uh, a couple, couple events at Kentucky. I'm going to hit here this week. Uh, Indiana State shoot, and then the Grand. So, fingers crossed, I can I can just go ahead and knock that one off the bucket list here. Don't my my only uh, word of advice is don't think about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Easier said than done, though. Yeah, I, I, it's it's funny you say that because uh, you know I got one guy that shoots on our squad and. He wants it so bad, and he, he'll be shooting really good, and all of a sudden it'll be like uh, just a couple shots gone, and, and then he you know he gets mad. But you know, the harder you think about it, you know, you just need to relax and take each target one by one. Yep, for sure. Uh, what would be your number one shooting tip for a new shooter? New shooter. Uh, Take the time and find somebody that you're comfortable with getting a, you know, like a clinic, you know, from somebody that's tops in the game or you getting some videos or a combination of both. And, you know, don't take 
all of, all of everything that they say is gospel because you got to find the pieces that work for you because you are not Harlan Campbell, you are not, you know, uh, Ryan Loveless, you are not or Mitch what Mitch Loveless, sorry, yep. <laughs> um, or you know whoever that big name shooter is, even you know some of the old Leo Harrison. Great, you can give you a lot of great pointers as good starting blocks and starting points, but you still have to make the, those things work for you. Yep. So I, I think that I think it's money well spent. Yeah, I've I've seen Harlan's videos, I've seen Phil Kiner's videos, I have uh, the Mitchell Loveless, and I have Leo's, and I you can take something from each one. Um, that that will that will kind of work for you. I mean, obviously not everything because all of them have a different style, but each one can provide something that that will help you. That's that's exactly it. And so, you know, you you have to build your own puzzle. So you have to extract the pieces that work for you, and that that's where it's at. You know, I, I've I've got the you know I, I I've taken Harlan Campbell's clinic. I've got Leo's videos. I've got you know Mitch Loveless videos, and I've seen other ones. So I've seen the Harlan videos. I've taken his clinic, and you just got to find the pieces that work for you. Yep. Um, what is your long-term or maybe future goals that you have in, in relation to shooting? Uh, not to go broke, <laughs> especially right now with the cost of impossible. Yeah. Right now with the cost of everything, it's, it, it, it's getting to the point where it's almost cost prohibitive. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how like these kids are doing it and how these parents are going to keep up with it. It's hard enough, you know. I got a daughter that's starting to shoot right now too. So now you got, you know, what used to be five fifty a box for even like promo shells, ten dollars a box, and mm-hmm. you know, just just about everything's doubled when you're trying to do it. So you know, try to stay in it and pick, probably pick and choose. You know, right now my goal is get past you know all the things we have going on this year, and then see what next year holds. That that's yep. that's really all I can say at this point. As far as where I'm at, yep, absolutely. Uh, last well, last question here. I'll let you get on with the rest of your evening. Um, go ahead and give shout outs to anybody you'd like to thank um, that's kind of helped you along the way. Okay, well, uh, Jeff Mainland definitely helped me early on. Uh, Dennis Devault missed the guy. Uh, he definitely definitely took care of me. Gave put me in a great gun. Wish he was still here. My buddy Tal Seeger, awesome guy and a great mentor to shoot with. You know, he's Illinois State champ several times, Illinois Hall of Fame inductee. I shoot with a great squad from Illinois yet. Um, I shot uh, Steve Crow. Steve Crow uh, got me set up with a cleaver a few years back. I had an opportunity to shoot for them. I shot, you know, Pete uh, for Brownells for a while because Pete Brownell got me hooked up for a while. Mm-hmm. And I just had, you know, uh, Bud Barthlow. What a fantastic guy. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to get my daughter set up so that uh, she can take one of their clinics. Bud's a fantastic guy. Works, with, You know, they do all that stuff for kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't say enough about the Barthlow family. They're just great people. And, uh, you know, I just like my squad. You know, um, I've got uh, normally it's Tal Seeger on our squad. 
Illinois Hall of Famer, Kenny Jones, Illinois Hall of Famer, Doug Porter. And I shoot with Fabiziaks, Adam and Kyle Fabiziak from Illinois. And just just good, you know, good people. We have a good time. We all gel together. We get along great, have a good time. And then um, right now, Tao's kind of taking a little break from shooting. So for the grand, I did the pre-squad and we have uh, Jared Mudford who's going to shoot with us from uh, New Zealand. Oh, wow. And great shot, good guy, and we just have a good time all together. Awesome. We all we all gel and get get along great. That's what it's about. Everybody says you don't remember the, the trophy or the things you won, but you remember how, how much fun you had. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Ziggy, for joining us today, and best of luck with the remainder of the shooting year. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and good luck to you too. Hope you make the 27-yard line. I'll I'll let you know when I do. Uh, Please do. Before we close it out for the week, I want to thank my sponsors for supporting me here. Without them, this would not be possible. Fioki Ammunition, do yourself a favor and try some shooting dynamics or white rhinos. Some of the best shooters in the game today shoot Fioki. Everybody's favorite gun dealer, Michael Gooch with the Indiana Gun Club. Stop in and check out his inventory while you're at a shoot. He travels all over the Midwest and East Coast while providing top-notch customer service. AJ Supplies, they've been a supporter since day one. Be sure to reach out to AJ Supplies for all your reloading needs by calling 419-583-7133. Diamondate Leather, Randall creates quality leather gear for shooting enthusiasts. Visit d8leather.com. Chet Herod with Herod Insurance, they've been servicing Ohio for three generations. Or visit herodinsurance.com. Chet can be reached at 419-303-2218. Shamrock Sporting Arms. Jonathan travels all over the Northeast providing shooters with Pila, Craigoff accessories, and ammunition. You can visit trapshootersunited.com. Orders here will support the show. I have Pila, Ari Ranger glasses, shirts, hats, visors. Get your swag on for the next big shoot. That's a wrap on this episode of the Trap Shooters United podcast. Thank you all for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. See you all out on the trap line.